Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. Hey, we are so excited to jump into today's topic, Eight Keys to Becoming Distinguished. And we're going to help you today to become distinguished as a college student, as a business leader, as a parent, as a Christian, as a man, as a woman, as a Christian. In really every aspect of life, you can apply these two, and we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to go on a great exploration I think you're going to learn a lot, and there's a lot of practical things we're going to be giving you today. But before we jump into that, let me just have Tatum give you a little shout out today to all those that are listening. Hello, everyone. So we like to always just say thanks for joining in with us. We record a new podcast every Wednesday, and if this is your first time listening, Chris and I are the pastors at Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney, Texas. And it is truly an honor that um, you guys are tuning in. We get some feedback from people all around the country and around the world. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And if you are listening to this, wherever you are consuming this content, if you would please, please, please right now rate us with like five stars and why don't you share this? So like text the link to a friend, uh, post it on social media, do something to help us spread the word. We'd greatly appreciate it. Yes, All right. Now, yes. let's jump into today's topic, eight keys to, to becoming distinguished. And I think that's what we all want to be. None of us want to be common, average, ordinary. Yep. We don't want to just live the norm. We want to stand out in what we're doing, not uh, necessarily for our own credit and our own pump us up, but let's make God look good because we're followers of Christ, right? And that's how God designed us. He designed us to want to excel, to want to be distinguished. One, the the, the verse that really has has popped out to me, I love this, this verse. It's in Daniel chapter 1, verse 20. Why don't you read it, honey? And in all matters of wisdom and understanding— Wait, all matters. All matters about which the king examined them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all of his realm. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these four Hebrew young men. Teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. God found them, or the king found them 10 times better than basically the world. Yeah. So whatever the the best the world could produce, they were 10 times better. They were elevated. They, They did some things that... Uh, set them apart, yep. and the king took notice of it. So we're going to talk about that today so that uh, th- the king can take notice of you, of where you're at. And eventually, I believe that those qualities are not only going to bring you before great men and great women, but who knows how God might elevate you, Yeah, that maybe you'll be seated in that place of authority someday. It also says in Daniel 6, 3, It says, now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So it says that Daniel distinguished himself. So there are some things that you can do that will distinguish yourself uh, from, from everybody else. Now, interesting enough, before we get into these eight, 
keys here. Daniel was probably about 15 years old at this time. And if you haven't mm-hmm. read the book of Daniel, stop what you're doing go right now it. and go read it. So the, there's eight chapters in Daniel. The first four chapters are kind of the historical record of this time. Uh, the last eight, four chapters are prophetic. It's it's pretty incredible as a, as a book. Um, so here we have uh, Daniel, probably about 15 years of age. He lived until he was at least 85. For 70 years, he was in uh, he was in Babylon as a captive, and for 70 of those years, he was in a place of leadership and service because he had honored God. Wow! So, uh, a lot of times we have the wrong image of God, the Father. We think. Uh, that whoever gives himself to God is going to be miserable, and absolutely nothing could be further from the truth. Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to his children? Mm -hmm. So in other words, let me say it like this, serve God, and he's going to bless your life. He will distinguish you. I mean, he really will. He really will. So these are eight keys to becoming distinguished. And here's the first one. The first one is the power of apology. This is a big one. Um, because we all have to receive forgiveness, and we all also have to give. We have to offer forgiveness. Um, and that takes like making a decision to do, to do so. It doesn't happen because... We uh, feel like it. Normally, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> we don't feel like extending um, forgiveness when someone's hurt or wounded us. Um, <clears throat> but there's so much power that comes with releasing the offense or choosing not to pick up whatever offense someone lays down. Um, here's a quote I want to read from Louis. I don't know how to say his last name. Smedez. Schmiegel. Okay. <laughs> It's Smeeds. <laughs> okay. So the quote is, when you forgive someone, you set a prisoner free, and then you find that the prisoner was you. See, here's the fact, everybody. Uh, you are going to be offended by people. People are going to hurt your feelings. They're going to say things, sometimes intentionally, sometimes, sometimes not Sometimes they don't mean to, yeah. yeah. But the fact is, going through life, life is tough. And um, you know, you're going to say things to to people, the things are going to happen to you. And if you keep harboring those things, it's going to actually do damage to your to the trajectory of where you want to go. Yeah. Distinguished people understand the power of apology, not just asking for forgiveness, but also at the same time uh, experiencing that same that forgiveness yeah. and offering it to somebody else. So true. You know, um, it is so important that it actually impacts your physical health. This is true. Because you know that science is actually proving more and more yeah. how correct the Bible is. Research has shown that forgiveness is linked to mental health outcomes, such as reduced anxiety, depression, major... Um, Psychiatric-like problems, right? Yeah, disorders. Uh at, as well as people that walk in forgiveness, they have fewer health symptoms. They have a lower mortality rate. In fact, in a recent survey, 62% of American adults say they need to have more forgiveness operating in their lives. Mm. 
Wow. And, and so, you know, think about it. There may be people in your life right now that you need to offer forgiveness to. Tatum and I have done something throughout the years uh, in our own marriage. And that is, uh, I'll own. So like if, if, if her and I have an impasse or something happens. We call that an argument, okay. an impasse. <laughs> so professional. An, an impasse. Uh, and let's just say that I am... Uh, <laughs> that you're wrong? That I'm only 10% wrong <laughs> and Tatum is 90% wrong. Uh, this is a great scenario. So kind of you to so make me the if wrong it, one. If, it, if she's 90% wrong and I'm 10% wrong, <laughs> then what I need to do is not focus on her 90%. I actually need to focus on my 10% and come to her and say, listen, I am sorry for such and such. Yeah. Yeah. I want to add something to this, though. There are some um, instances where you may be 0% wrong. Can I just say this? For those of you that have been uh, abused, for those who have been wounded, um, maybe as a child, uh, maybe as an adult, in such horrific ways that there is no chance that that at all was your fault. So we're not talking that you own up to some portion of pain that was not yours at all to bear. But we still, in those horrible cases that we can't even wrap our minds around um, understanding what would cause some person to hurt you so deeply, in those cases, with God's help, can still come to a place in our own heart where you say, Lord, it doesn't mean the person didn't do something wrong. It doesn't mean what they did was okay. It means I am going to choose to let go of the pain because it's it's literally like um, chaining you to that to that instant to, to that, that person. Past. It's this quote that we just read: yeah. "When you forgive somebody, you set a prisoner free, and you find out that the prisoner has it's been you, you yeah. all along." It's you. It doesn't excuse their behavior. It doesn't excuse the wrong thing. It's but it's a choice to forgive. Even so, here's the thing that we've told people so many times: forgiveness is free, trust is earned. So I forgive that person. Yeah. But I don't trust you. Doesn't mean yes. They're not the same. They're I not forgive one you. The same. But you just don't need to be in my world anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I release I you. I let you I go. I let you go. Yep. And distinguished people understand that There's you're going to be so hurt. Much power in There's, that. You're going to be betrayed. Yeah. Things are going to happen in life, but you don't allow that thing to fester on the ins the inside of you. Uh, I, I came across this little story. I thought it was really incredible. Uh, Clara Barton, the founder of the American Red Cross, was reminded one day of a vicious deed that somebody had done to her years before, and she acted as if she had never heard of the incident. Hmm. And her friend asked her, well, don't you remember it? And Clara said, no, I, I distinctly remember forgetting it. Wow. I like that. Yeah. We just need to drop it, let it go, yeah, and let's move on. And don't build up walls, and now that person hurt me. So, you know, I have seen so many people that they have been hurt so much that they just build walls all around them because they're like, I'm not going to let anybody do that again to me ever. I'm not going to let them close so to me again. And so what they're trying to do yeah. is keep the bad people out, but inadvertently, they're also keeping out the people that yeah. actually love them and want to help them so and, true. and stand with them. So number one, understand the power of apology. Here's the second one. The power of ascendancy. So in other words, uh, leverage your inner, uh, your influence for God. 
So we're going to have to overlook and rise above the daily issues. Listen, choose your battles. And all the parents said, amen. You have to pick and choose what is worth the battle when you're raising children as well. Yeah. I, you know, Tatum, I I think one of the greatest lies of Satan is to try to get, um, is to try to get us to think that if if our, our kids to think that if they serve him, they're going to be unpopular or ostracized, and that's just not true. No. So if, if you're a parent listening to this, show your kids the example of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and, and talk to them and say, hey, here are some young men who refuse to give into the, ple- the pleasures and the pressures of the world, yeah. and in doing so, they found favor with God and with men as well. Yeah. And you're going to experience persecution if you give your life to the Lord. You're going to experience um, people, you know, trying to undermine you and second guessing you uh, if if you give your life to the Lord and you go all in with Him. But there's also going to be a quality about your life that's going to be so attractive that the world's going to come along, uh, and they're going to say, "Man, what is it about you?" Yeah, they're going to see the difference that you can't uh, you can't explain as a believer that that blessing, that touch that God places on your life when you surrender your life to Him um, as a child, as a teenager, Rise whatever above the, age. The, daily cha- the, the daily issues. Choose your battles. One of the things that I think about often when I go into certain meetings that are very crucial, and in, uh, it, it's a leadership tip that I just, I almost tell myself this, and that's this, as a leader, hold your head up and keep your voice down. Just like that. rise above. Hold your head up high and keep your voice down. Yep. Because I'm going to have the power of ascendancy. I'm going to leverage my inner my influence yep. for God. Uh, Jack Welch, the the great CEO of GE, he said this: A leader's role is not to control people or stay on top of things, but rather to guide, energize, and excite. I like it. That's good. And so. Leverage that power of ascendancy. Here's the third thing. It's the power of acceptance. And this is this is big. It's one of the greatest and hardest gifts a person gives to another person. And that's acceptance. Romans 15, 5. Why don't you read that, honey? It says this. Therefore, accept each other, just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. I'm so glad that God... He accepts me like I am. That's one of the things Amen. that draws me to him. Yeah. Like I don't have to knowing prove that he myself. Loves you. I don't yep. have to do all these other things. I can just come to him just like I am. When I pray, when I read through the scriptures, when I come on Sunday. Think about how much power there there is in that for us as like we interact with other people. And I know that's what you're talking about today as a great leader, is the power of accepting people. And even I think about this as as um parents. When your kids know, you know what, regardless of what you do, there's never going to be anything that's going to change how much I love you, how much I'm on your side, I'm on your team. But that makes just a great friend, makes a great boss, makes a great employee. I mean, fill in the blank. When someone knows that you're accepting of them, it doesn't mean approving of everything that they may be doing, the choices that may make. And that gets convoluted in our culture too, acceptance and... And approval. And, yeah, approving it. <clears throat> no, I can accept you. 
But that doesn't mean I have to and approve I can of what love you're doing. Yeah, without approving of we the behavior. We would tell our kids that all the time when, yeah. when we were talking to them We used to say that bed. at bedtime. Um, Even still, we tell them. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, I'll always love you, and God does too. Kind of cheesy right now, but when they're young and you're, you're wanting to imprint these things upon their heart, that they're really you know grasping, no matter what, no matter what. Do you know one of the number, it, it, in fact, it's not one of the, it is the number one reason why people don't want to attend a church. What's is that? Is they feel judged. Hmm. Sad, Someone's going right? to judge me for how what I happened? look. Someone's going to judge me because of what I've done, where I've come from, yeah. you know, the tattoos I'm on, whatever, you know, I, yep. I don't know what it is. Whatever the... Uh, Stereotype. And so they're like, man, I, I'd, I'd rather not. You know, years ago when I was first dreaming about, man, you know, uh, pastoring a church as the, as the lead pastor, this is cheesy. There used to be, for those of you that are my age and older, you'll remember this. Those that are my age and under probably don't, but there used to be a TV show called Cheers. It was based off of this uh, sitcom uh, that everybody, uh, it was in a bar. It was based off of these people that got to know each other all surrounding a bar, and I thought, man, that'd be so cool to to someday have uh, have a church and name it Cheers, Cheers, <laughs> Cheers Church. <laughs> That's awesome. And and the tagline of it was where everybody knows your name. Of the TV show, yeah, of, uh, Cheers, where everybody knows your name, Cheers yeah. Church, where everyone knows your name. Now, obviously, we we didn't do that, but the concept is, yeah, that you belong. Everybody wants to be accepted. Yes, you can come here. We're not gonna point the finger at you and tell you why you can't come, we're going to say, come on in. I saved you a seat. Sit with me. You know, accepting people. You used to do this years ago when we were in student ministry. I just thought of that. Yeah. It's almost tell like them. God laid this on my heart. Yeah. For for years on Wednesday nights, when teenagers would come in, we were youth pastors, I was always looking for the kid that had no one to sit with. Because there's always, there's always one, right? There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of teenagers and there's always one, if not dozens, that just don't feel like they fit. They just don't have a friend. They don't want to be there. They look different. They smell different. Whatever the reason is, and I think the same is true today. You know. No, but what was your your statement? You would do. It, well, I Nobody just no sits one sits alone. alone. I'm going to go sit with them, or I'm going to invite them, and I'm going to go with some girls, some guys that I know are friendly, and say, "Hey, come and sit with us. Come sit with us. Don't sit alone." And, um, you know, it just comes back to this point that we're sharing right now on the power of being accepted. I think that's what Christ does for us. You know, when we feel totally excluded, when you feel like everyone else has disappointed me, I failed time and time and time again, there's no way I can go back, um, you know, to the Lord and ask for forgiveness one more time. I keep screwing up. And no, that's not the tr truth. That's what the enemy wants you to think. And that's what the world Thinks of people who continually mess up, but, but God, God says, "He already knew that I you would accept mess. you. Come, yes. come again. Come. So, if you're listening to this and you don't have a church home, you are accepted here at Life Fellowship. You are, yeah. And you just need to know it doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter where you where you've gone. This what is your you become. personal invitation from us. Come, you, you you can come, and you don't have to give anything, do anything, serve anything. Just come, just sit. And, and be loved. And just, just be loved. Sit in, sit in Mother God's Teresa presence, said yeah. this, and I, I think this is powerful. She said, the biggest disease today is not leprosy or tuberculosis or COVID, yeah, but rather the feeling of being unwanted, uncared for, and deserted by everybody. Mm. It's the biggest disease. We all want to be 
and feel accepted. We yeah. all want family. We all want some people that are going to stand with us. You know, I've, I've heard the statement, people don't want fr- a friendly church, they want friends. Yeah. Yep. They want a church that they know, you know what, these people would really be my friend. They would be there we would for do me. Life, and that's why we need to get into life groups. Oh, yes. Plug it, babe. Get in a group. Get in a group. Get in a group. Get yourself in a group. (laughs) Find your family. Find your community. We need it. We all need it. You don't just want someone that's nice to you on Sunday morning who says, hey, you know, come and sit with us. But what about during the week when the rubber meets the road and life really gets hard and something happens at work or something happens with your child? You need those relationships that go beyond a Sunday morning experience. And that happens in groups. That's right. So again, how do we become distinguished? Number one, learn how to be a person that offers and receives forgiveness. Apo- uh, yeah. Forgiveness, apology. Number two, ascendancy. In other words, learn that no matter what challenges come your way, I'm going to side with God. I'm going to rise above it. Number three, the power of acceptance. As you start um, bringing people, weaving a web of inclusion to other people, it's going to cause you to become distinguished. Number four, I love this one. It's the power of appreciation. I would say that very few things motivate us more than being appreciated. That's true. And I do. I mean, I speak on a Sunday and people come up to me and they're like, oh, I so appreciate it. Uh, appreciate that message. Everyone wants like, to be, yeah, like in some ways, I think the word affirm is similar. I'm wanting to use it interchangeably. It's a little different. But when someone like appreciates you or recognizes the hard work that you put in, the attention to detail that you that you gave, man, you you kind of like light up when you feel like recognized. They notice. They paid attention. You want that appreciation. Now, let me tell you something about my personality. I I like appreciation. Like I like everyone to, to, does. Babe. So. Yeah, I, I like it, but like if we're sitting down talking, I'm like, okay, don't appreciate me. Tell me, tell me how I can get better. Just be brutally honest. Like my feelings <laughs> are not going to be. You yeah. want you want feedback. I want that's... positive feedback on yeah. all this. So, but that's kind of how I, uh, I, I see through things at times. That's your lens. So, but here's where, as parents, we need to be very um, cognitive of this. And even as leaders, when it comes to your, uh, if, if you have employees um, or classmates or whatever, is it's very easy to, because you're wanting your kids to become better and better and better and better. So you just talk about Critique, 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 critique. Yeah. Where they're messing up, where they can grow, where they, yeah. And because that, you see all this opportunity in them and you you appreciate all these other things, but you don't say it because you're only saying. Yeah, we've been guilty of that. I'm saying can that, that be I've honest? been guilty, yeah. been guilty of that. And we've got to be cognitive of making sure that you are, so for every critique, you need to have two or three. Uh, Appreciations like. You're doing you're doing awesome, awesome at this. At this. Yeah. Way to go on that, yeah. and because you know, what you appreciate gets repeated. That's true, and I think just Listen, when, when okay. no go, go for it, babe. Okay, and I appreciate you for <laughs> letting me make this day. We we've taught our staff, we teach our, our our kids what you appreciate gets repeated. So like during Christmas time, if if somebody um, 
if somebody brings uh, uh, some, you know, some uh, crumbles, tips, treats, tips, or, crumble treats or whatever. Yeah, we had some of those. You know, uh, and they drop them off for the staff or whatever. I mean, we're writing thank you letters. <laughs> we're saying, man, we so appreciate this. You know, somebody's like, hey, we here, here's, yeah, um, my goodness. I, whatever somebody does, if you appreciate it, it gets repeated. Hey, guys, if your wife does something that you appreciate, tell her, because then that will be repeated. Repeated. True. In every situation. Now, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that appreciation, just when you think that you are doing a good job of appreciating your employee, your child, your friend, whatever, like double it. Double it. Double. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was just listening to something that was so encouraging to me and talking about this topic specifically. And it, just rang so true to think like when you, when you think I'm appreciating my um, employees, I'm taking great care of them or my kids know when you, just when you think that they know how much you appreciate, double, double it. it because we never do it enough. Everyone needs it and everyone loves it. They need to know that you see that you recognize. So you can't appreciate enough in my opinion. President JFK said this, we must find time to stop and thank the people who make a difference in our lives. Yeah. We got to stop. I mean, take the time. So today, text that person. You know, every day I will try to find five people that I can just send some kind of a word of encouragement to. I'll text them. Sometimes it's it's a letter. Sometimes it's a little gift yeah. that I'll send. But every day, find ways to appreciate. Okay. It's true. I, I just want to add this. When you um, appreciate people, it often can change like your own perspective or the even the kind of day like that you're having. When you are, it's approaching a day with like thankfulness and approaching a situation or a friendship with an attitude that really makes you sit and think about why do I care about this person? Why do I, why do I love my kids so much? Why do I love my husband so much? When you're thinking thankful thoughts, it can bring you yourself like out of a funk. So if you're just not having a great day, by you meditating about what do I have to be thankful for, who am I thankful for, can change your whole It can change their world too. Like There's uh, too, so but like, I'm just saying it has at, at, benefits at the, you as well. At the gym, there uh there are uh, there's a person that's there that is always like uh, an employee. Employee. You're about? Yeah. Then they're like cleaning a bunch of stuff up, always cleaning, picking up towels and all that other stuff. Yep. And they always do a great job, and everybody just walks by them and just uh, like they're not even there, invisible. Yeah. And uh, here, just recently, I just stopped and I just I looked at this guy. He was in the the locker room there, and I just said, "Hey, man." He looked at me like, "What?" And I said, "Hey, hey, I just want you to know, I think you're doing a really." Good yeah. job. Thank you for all you do to keep this place clean. And man, I just, I've seen your uh, your passion of, of excellence and all that. I just want you to know, I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. And my goodness, it was like, I just. It meant so much to him. I filled up his his tank. I mean, he was ready to go, you know. He would have shined your shoes. I mean, he, <laughs> I don't know. But it. the Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So give thanks That's for that. That's in 1 you know, Thessalonians. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. So in other words, I'm appreciating. I'm appreciating. God, this is the day you've made. I appreciate it. Yeah. God, I appreciate the fact that I've got another day with breath in my lungs. I appreciate you. Yes. 
Yes. You know, when when Tatum will get up in the morning and she'll massage my feet, I'll just say, <laughs> honey, I appreciate you. I'm just kidding. He's she doesn't do that. <laughs> I don't. It's typically the other way around. She's like, oh, hey, stop. could you massage my feet? And 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 I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you appreciate now, gets repeated. Now. Well, let's tell okay. the truth. Hey, let's go to the next one. This is good stuff. Okay. okay? So, hey, everyone, do it today. Stop right now and appreciate someone. Here's the fifth one. It's the power of assistance. assistance. So helping others is a great seed to sow. It, it really creates this level of, um, of excellence in your life, this, this, uh, this idea of where you are distinguished. So what you make happen for others God will make happen for you. It's a law It's of... the golden rule, right? Did you ever call it that when you were a kid? When I was in... The golden rule is my daily rule. When I was in third grade, I remember this was written on the wall of my classroom. In public school. Yes. I was just thinking about this because I don't think that it would happen today. But it said, um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I saw it every day. I read it, you know, like all the time. But there's so much power in sowing that seed, like what you want someone to do for you or what you would like, do it for them. The power of assistance. When you assist other people, it shows that you are humble, yeah. that you are caring. That you're, that's, this is so Christ-like. Christ-like. Yeah. Think about what Jesus did. He came Everywhere he went, he said, serve. I have come to serve. Not to be served. Think about that. On the last night, the, the, uh, when he was having the the Last Supper, what was he doing? Yeah, washing grabbed, their feet. He grabbed the servant's towel, and he began to wash the feet of the disciples. The disciples. And they got some nasty feet. We talked about that here and recently. And he even washed the feet of, of Judas. Judas that he knew was going to betray him. He didn't skip over now, him. Now, that blows my mind. That's Je- unbelievable. Jesus washed the, f- the feet, feet of Judas, knowing of Judas. you're going to be the one that That night. That night. Murdered. That's he, incre- didn't, he didn't skip him. So talk about a God that accepts us, that never yeah. stops believing. Hey, everybody, come on. Let, let's, let's release the power of assistance. So if you see a staff member uh, wherever you're working at and they're struggling, why don't you walk up to them and say, hey, what can I do to, to help you? Yeah. If you see your spouse is overwhelmed with all kinds of things going on, hey, what can I do to step into your world to lighten your load? If your mm-hmm. kids are just stressed out... What can I do to help you? It's the power of assistance. So the way we say it around here is this, keep your head on swivel. Don't miss the moments that are around you. Yeah. I think today, you know, even this next week, if you keep your head on swivel, you're going to be able to assist somebody. You know, uh, what what was it? Uh, it was just the other day. What, we were, uh, where were We were somewhere, and I helped this lady... Put, we were at Ikea. Oh, uh, we were at Ikea. We were walking out of Ikea. And, and this, here's there a, was a lady. She was pregnant, and she had her small little daughter, maybe five. she had those five. huge Ikea furniture boxes, huge. And this sweet lady's like eight months pregnant, and she is going to try to her load these. Her husband's not there. No, no, and, she's by herself. It's a busy day. We're walking by, and she's about to try to start. Oh, I think she needs help, babe. Well, I saw it, and I went, I said, ma'am, can I? could I please help you? She kind of looked at me like, what? She said, if you want to. And I was like, oh, he wants to. Let him help you because we I picked those bad boys up. They were not light. Yeah. And I work out all the time. Like, I mean, a, yeah. I, think about her. She could have gone into labor that I moment know. right there. Let's right at Ikea. be looking for ways that we can 
help, ways that we can assist. We can sow that good seed. Um, and remember, when you do help somebody, always attach the good deed to the good news. So don't just do it and say, hey, I'm glad I could help you. Just say, hey, God bless you. Just something small to let you know that God loves you. Yep. Always tie it back to Jesus. Because the only rewards... So the way I say it is this, that not all good deeds will wind up in heaven someday. Yeah, they don't all get rewarded. They don't, only good deeds that are attached to an eternal purpose yeah. get rewarded. That's why you always got to attach everything you do back to God. So if you're just doing something out of the kindness of your heart and you don't attach it to the Lord, where they are impacted, yeah. where, where God is glorified through your yeah. action, yeah, it, it doesn't last in eternity. It doesn't last in eternity. Right? Yeah. Always just be mindful of that. Work that into everything. But again, keep your head on swivel. You might be at IKEA this week. You might be at Starbucks and there's somebody that's just going through a tough thing. Maybe they're, I don't know what it is, but it's the power of assistance. Number six the power of a positive attitude. I think of you, babe, when I think about the most wonderful thing about Tigger is that Tigger's a wonderful thing. His head is made of Fonzi. He's Bonzi, Chonzi, Fonzi. Fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tigger is that Tigger's the only one. Right. <laughs> but like he's like, I mean, you got, you know, Eeyore and he's just like moping around. Yeah. And, you know, Pooh just, I mean, he's got his hand stuck in some honey jar. But positive attitude. Positive. Sorry, I don't even know where that came from. Everyone's going, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're talking about choosing to have a positive attitude because Lord knows sometimes we don't feel like it. But it's a choice, right? You get your it's always a choice. You get a choice. You can either you can choose to have a bad attitude. That was a wake-up moment for me in my life. What's that? That I can choose. Yeah. Attitude is not inherited. It's not something that um accidentally happens, I have to choose. And Very a lot much. of days, I don't feel like being in a good attitude. Yeah. But I'm going to make the choice. Make the choice, yeah. The Bible says, and this is one of the, the key verses that, that hit me, the Bible says, in your lives, you must think and act like and have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was, he was locked. He was, he was in... But let me give you seven things you should know about attitude. Number one, having a good attitude is a choice. Number two, having atti or attitudes can be changed. Number three, attitudes aren't shaped in a vacuum. Number four, attitudes can be enhanced by adversity. So in other words, the pressure causes you to have to refine yeah. to get... Get, to get better. There was a statement you made to me the other day when we were at the gym. You were saying that tension over time equals growth. Yes. I was talking about working out and something I was yeah. learning and how slow, heavy weight moving very slowly creates more pressure, growth. more tension. Yeah. Creates growth. Under time, makes your muscle grow. Yeah. So same thing with your attitude. Yep. So uh, number five, attitudes can determine whether a person is, becomes a success or a failure. Attitude affects a person's relationship with other people. An attitude can affect a person, uh, the outcome. Okay? Here's the seventh, um, Attribute, key, the seventh to key to becoming distinguished. It's the power of making adjustments. 
Ooh, this is good. Okay, so the most important change you will ever make is, is to change your mind. If you truly want to change your mind, you have to. You have if you want if you want to change your life, you have to change your mind. Yeah, the way you think about it. Jesus said, "As a man thinks in his heart, so, so is, is he. he." Yep, yep. Mindset matters so much. What you were you going to say, babe? No, I'm saying that we, you're going to have to make an adjustment. Yeah, you can't just stay where you're at right now. In fact, I, I wrote down five effective ways that you can upgrade your mindset. Man, we're just giving so many good things here today. This is really good. This is really good. Okay. Number one, change your self-talk. Yeah. What are you telling yourself about yourself or about the other person? Okay. Number two, change your language. Powerful. What you say, man. Speak God's word. Speak life. Speak truth. Side with God, not your feelings. Uh, Number three, surround yourself with people that that match your desired mindset. Who you hang out with is what you're going to become like. So number four, create new habits to support your mindset change. Yep. So if you don't create those habits, you'll go right back into that old pattern. The rut of where you you were. were. Yep. And then number five, jump out of your comfort zone, baby. Like, I mean, just jump out of that plane. Let's with a parachute. Go for it. Yeah. But you're going to have to make adjustments. So if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to continue to get the same results that you've always gotten. Yeah. It's time for you to make some adjustments. And distinguished people are intentional about making adjustments to their life. Last thing that we give you today, is number the, eight. Is the power of anticipation. So this is thinking about the great things Are we that there are to yet? Come, come on. I yeah. Mean, I am so anticipating this new building. I mean, I think about it all the time. The lives are going to be changed and the children that are going to be here, the families coming through the mm-hmm. doors. And man, so many people are going to find God and there's this great anticipation. Knowing what's to come. What's to come. Yep. Hannah Moore said this, most of the things worth doing in the world have been declared impossible before they were done. Isn't that crazy? But that's so true. So many things that people said would never happen, we're doing them right now. Like FaceTime, you know, 50 years ago, who would have thought you could pick it up and call? Well, they did on the on the Jetsons. On the Jetsons, true. And Star Trek. Okay, we're living it in real but not, life. But that was just science fiction, but today it's reality. Yeah. Uh, come on, everybody, anticipate a bright future. Anticipate you, someday if you're single, anticipate the day that you're going to find the, the the person of your dreams, that spouse. Yeah. A- anticipate, you know, um, having a, a, if maybe it's to build a business or anticipate um, a, a, a walk with God that you don't have right yes. now. Wayne Gretzky said this, skate. So he was the greatest, um, one of the greatest hockey players of all times okay. from Canada. He said this, skate to where the puck is going to be not where it has been. Hmm. So you got to anticipate. So let me just ask you these questions. What possibilities does today hold for you? Uh, The mercies of God are new every morning. So do you you have this newness in your heart? And Mm -hmm. the ultimate anticipation is heaven. Amen. It's like we keep our eyes on the actual real prize. Yes. And that's of heaven. These are eight keys to living a life that is distinguished. And if you'll apply these in your life, you're going to begin to notice the difference. And so maybe there's one or two of these that have really stood out to you today. 
why don't you put them into action? Step out. And I am anticipating hearing stories <laughs> of lives changed personally and those that you it's have true. impacted because of you being used by God it's true. in all this. Well, hey, everybody, today has been awesome. Yes. If you've enjoyed this, please share this podcast with your friends and social media family. And we will see you next week. Next week. All right, guys, Thanks have a great for day. Bye bye. Bye-bye.